Welcome to Crossroads Conversations, a podcast where random students at uni are brought in and ask questions on current culture and trends. My name is Harper. And I'm Ryan, and we'll be your hosts today. Today, we're asking Trojans about their thoughts on natural resources, environmental protection, and the value of nature. Today, we have Jack. Thank you for joining us. Hello. So our first question for you is, do you follow environmental issues on your own outside of school? Uh, yeah, I, I would say I do. Uh, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Most of the headlines you see, but I do. So in what form do you follow these issues? Mainly just following like accounts on Instagram or TikTok that just present news about it. Uh, sometimes petitions to for, or to sign. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll hear about it on like other podcasts or seek out books on the topic. So do you think that these issues, particularly climate change, should be considered a global crisis? Yeah, for sure. I don't think they're being taken seriously enough by most people. I think obviously a lot of politicians and like the UN will classify it as like a global crisis and scientists will say that and stuff. But then as we kind of know, enough action is never taken. So do you feel the general public, maybe specifically in America, agrees with you on this? I think the general public probably does. I don't know. I feel like we're in a obviously in like a kind of liberal setting or people are more like aware about this kind of stuff. I don't know about in like other states, they might not care as much. I think the general public probably agrees that it's a problem, but I think people are kind of in denial of how bad it really is and how bad it could get. And like you said, we obviously still have pushback against climate change legislation. So do you feel regardless of that pushback that the current environmental protection legislation um, that the U.S. is instituting is sufficient? No, I don't think it's sufficient at all. I know like recently there was that new pipeline that South Dakota or something like that that's going to just destroy tons of natural habitat and bring in tons of new oil and stuff. And it's just it's so sad to see that because you just hear all these empty words from like even just like Joe Biden's mouth about now taking climate change seriously and stuff to please his voters and then signing in pipelines like that. So I don't think it's being taken seriously enough by the government at all. So are there any alternate solutions which you believe should be enacted? I think eventually like... I feel like there should, there's going to be a point where there should be, I mean, like, I feel like the movement should get violent at some point, in my opinion, like every political movement that's ever been successful has gotten violent at some point. And I think at this point, the like climate change activism has reached that point where nothing's getting done and it should be taken there. Apart from, you know, maybe grassroots violent action um, that you claim to be necessary. And I think that's true. Most movements in the past definitely have had to have some violence for anything to be done. Um, sort of have to wake people up a bit. Um, so what do you think about intersectional legislative approaches like the Green New Deal? I mean, yeah, that would be great if we could get real legislation on companies and stuff, but I don't know if that's ever really going to happen when there's so much money and greed and involved and the people up top don't really care, especially when they're not going to be affected when things really do get bad. And the people being most affected are usually the most powerless people in third world countries. And they're the ones already seeing the change with like increased natural disasters and stuff. And we're, even us, we're still here like, not feeling the change yet, but those people are, and those people who can't do anything about it. So the, it's going to hurt the people that can do anything about it last, which I think is one of the biggest problems. Yeah, I think the environmental justice aspect has definitely been ignored for a long time. It's recently starting to gain attraction, especially with like the Green New Deal, you know, having to housing projects and work projects. But um, I, like you mentioned, I mean, countries like Tuvalu are just going to fall into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And in Irvine, we haven't really seen those effects. So what do you think that legislation or I guess the climate movement in general should primarily be focused on? Because climate change is this multifaceted issue. There's industrial regulation, pollution, natural resource exploitation, deforestation, like personal limits, trying to go green in your personal life. What should be the emphasis of that movement? 
I mean, I think the emphasis should be put on regulating corporations because that's what the main that's what the main issue is. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but this could not be entirely true. But I've heard that like the whole recycling movement and stuff was created by companies that wanted you to think that you were making a difference by doing that, so you'd stop paying attention to them and they could continue destroying the planet for profit. So I think just way more emphasis needs to be put on regulating corporations. You know, putting carbon limits and like just stopping them from deforesting and opening new oil pipelines and that type of stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. And that sort of personal limit aspect. Um, I mean, I do those things as well because it makes me feel less guilty. Yeah. But um, it's definitely not going to have a radical impact. Yeah. Uh, so this last question, it's sort of broad, but I think we all agree that we're facing an immense crisis to this massive extent. And in the face of this crisis, are you hopeful about the future? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I am. I mean, if I wasn't, I mean, I don't think there's a point in not being hopeful. Even if you're lying to yourself, the only way you're going to get like get by is by just being hopeful. So I think I do have hope. Um, realistically, it's probably going to get a lot, lot worse. Um, even myself, I don't think I can even like rationalize that humanity could go extinct because of this. So I kind of have a belief inside of me that humanity is going to like survive no matter what, no matter how much of the planet we're going to destroy, some people are going to be left. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's been our answer so far. So that gives me a little bit of hope too. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for thank having you for me. On. Okay, next up we have Skyla. Thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. So our first question is, do you follow environmental issues on your own outside of school? Um, mostly I follow more local environmental issues just because I feel like in the world there are so many different things to think about. So I try to follow more more locally just to not get too overwhelmed by it. What's your motive for following local environmental issues? Um, I don't know. I've always been involved in local environmental policy ever since I was younger but I feel like growing up in this generation where climate where the climate crisis is so prevalent it's kind of hard not to get involved what does that look like for you getting involved locally with environmental issues just yesterday actually we went to the city council meeting to discuss a policy called building electrification which they have in our city already uh, the UHS environmental policy club is relatively new so we're still trying to figure out what tasks we really like to do. But um, I'm hoping that we can get involved in more city council type things, getting our voice out there. So you mentioned local policy. Um, and I know Irvine is already a leader in, in climate change policy um, across the nation. But do you feel that current environmental protection legislation nationally in the United States um, that we're instituting is sufficient? Not to be controversial, but I feel like a lot of it can be performative. Mm -hmm. um, to bring a local example in, um, I mentioned the building electrification policy, and it's the reason we were speaking about it yesterday is because it was it had a lot of it had a lot of exceptions, which made that policy. Even though we have it, it's very weak. Mm -hmm. And so then, if it's a weak policy, it doesn't really do nearly as much good as it could. Yeah, definitely. Seems like a lot of legislation is maybe surface level, not going as deep or as far as we need. Definitely. Okay. So that sort of brings me to the next question of more intersectional approaches, um, like the Green New Deal. Do you think that that's something that is feasible? Yeah, I think that totally is feasible just because it's it will be it'll be a big change, but I don't think that means it won't be feasible. You know, financially, we can afford that. Um, even if it's over time, I think that we should try to do it as soon as possible. Make those make those changes every year that we spend um, not really taking enough action um, 
can have a huge impact. We need to look at our other options immediately. Definitely. I think that's maybe the biggest push of um, our generation, which is a flip from the past generations, is that we can't compromise. Right. Um, it's something I've heard a lot recently. Um, so sort of a final question, um, a little bit broad here, but are you hopeful about the future when we're facing a crisis to this extent? I am. I think that, um, like last, I said last night that we were at the city council meeting and a lot of young people showed up at the meeting, whether in person or online, and gave their um, gave their reason why they think that building electrification should be passed. And that was really great to see. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm happy to hear that people on our own campus are so involved. I think that's really cool and um, shows that maybe our generation will be the one to make some change. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you and for having me. Yeah. Next up we have... I'm Ruby. And I'm Haley. And they are from Eco Club. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Okay, so our first question is just in general, do you follow environmental issues on your own outside of school? I would bet yes because of your club. Yes. <laughs> do you? Um, I try to. I try my best. In what form do you? I usually try to get it from multiple forms. So I definitely follow along on social media like Instagram. There are a lot of good accounts that uh, keep me up to date and as well as like big news sources such as the New York Times. I think one of the most important things is like following the right accounts on social media um, that inform you of like big environmental policies. It's one of the easiest ways to get informed. So I try to follow like good accounts that keep me up to date. And also I try to stay up on the news. So sometimes I'll look up different environmental policies that have happened or anything like that. So talking about um, taking those steps and efforts to fix the issue, do you think that the current environmental protection legislation in the United States um, that we're instituting is sufficient? No. <laughs> a new IPCC report actually just came out um, and it says the same thing. It echoes that if we are actually going to, you know, take the steps to, you know, protect the environment, decrease carbon emissions, head towards, um, or sorry, head away from fossil fuels, we're ne we need to be doing more. We need to be taking more drastic action. I definitely think it's something that can be escalated. Um, I think we've made some progress, obviously, in the past couple of years, but I definitely, obviously, we still have a lot more ways to. So what do you think that legislation to combat climate change should be predominantly focused on? Because obviously, it's a multifaceted issue. There's industrial regulation, pollution, natural resources, personal limits like recycling, deforestation, etc. I personally feel that it should be largely focused on limiting the corporations because currently in the United States, there's like a big 10 number of companies who are uh, contributing, I believe it's 70% of uh, America's emissions. And so I think that, I mean, I think this analogy is used a lot when the bathtub is overflowing, you don't start mopping up the water, you turn it off at the source first before you start to clean it up. And I think that's the same approach we need to take here. Uh, where we go target those companies that are doing a majority of the polluting and start regulating them and start putting limitations on them. I completely agree. I think they are a large contributor to climate change and there's very little policies that actually restrict them. And especially with like capitalism and consumer culture in America, it's very easy to, you know, pollute the environment and just charge cheap for things and make a lot of money and be successful. Um, and there's a lot of good environmentally friendly companies out there, but 
obviously they're going to be priced higher than the companies who can sell things for less than a dollar or whatever. And I definitely think there should be more policies um, restricting those larger companies. So this one's, I guess, broader, but I think we all agree that we're facing a massive crisis in the form of like environmental issues, climate change. And are you hopeful about the future? I am. <laughs> um, some days it's hard to be optimistic, but overall I do have hope that, you know, things are going to get better and we've already seen the ways that we are starting slowly to move in the right direction. Um, of course, I have my doubts just like everyone else. It's something hard to be optimistic about, but I do have hope. I do, um, you know, follow a lot of grassroots movements that are pushing for these bigger changes and I do really hope um, that we're going to start seeing an increase in action being taken. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're interested in being part of Crossroads Conversations, find one of our flyers in literally any one of your classrooms and 